Uncaged. Uncaged. A show celebrating thought leadership from today's top business leaders. The program provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the world of commerce tomorrow. And now, please welcome our host, Bant Breen, as we begin another Uncaged episode. Today, we are talking with Justin Smith. Hey, Justin, how are you? I'm doing great, Bant. Thank you. It's great to talk to you, Justin. And, and I, I'm excited to get into the topic of travel with you. Uh, Justin Smith is the president and founder of The Evolved Traveler, an international travel brand that promotes an increased sense of global community and humanity. Uh, Justin is really rethinking the whole travel experience and how we, how we think about uh, our role uh, in, in, in the world as we travel. And I'm excited to talk about that. I'm also really interested to hear your perspective on this post-pandemic era on travel that we're moving into and the, the positives, the negatives, the challenges that we might be, be, be uh, moving and looking and, and having to face. But before we get into all of that, tell us a little bit about yourself and your career. Thank you. Um, yeah, those are a lot of great topics um, and very timely ones at that. But to answer your question, I've been in travel for 35 years. As I like to say, I came over on the ARC um, but I um, started working when I was 20 on cruise ships. Um, Royal Caribbean at the time was a four ship cruise line. And I started off as crew staff and spent 13 years working on board ships before transitioning to land-based positions, uh, both for cruise lines and tour operators. And about five, six years ago, thought, you know, I'm getting sort of towards the latter part of my career here. And I think that there might be a better way to do this, not necessarily better than other companies, better in a sense of uh, a more positive way. I was getting to the point, I think, along with a lot of other people, where we were beginning to see that uh, the footprint of tourism, both literally and figuratively, wasn't always positive, And we mm -hmm. wanted to genuinely do something about it. Up until that point, there had been the term sustainable tourism was tossed around a fair amount, but I think it was being uh, what we term greenwashing, basically uh, a mar form of marketing. Mm -hmm. uh, but at that time, I think it was really beginning to take root, and I saw that and wanted to be a part of it. I've been my, as I said, uh, given my whole career to the tourism industry. I love it and just want to feel like I hopefully left it a bit better than when I started. That's great. So tell me about how the Evolved Traveler is working, uh, how it's really evolved. Um, good point. Um, good play on words, good question, literally and figuratively. Um, so you know, it's taking kind of what I said that um, what can we do a little bit better and evolve travel um, that and most uh, many of our clients are very well traveled to begin with. And it was trying to introduce them to this more productive, positive way of travel. You know, I don't want to say that it's better, but it's just 
doing things a different way, something that hopefully leaves a more positive impact, a more positive footprint, something that I think we all need to be um, aware of, mindful of. And so with that, we built the company on two core components, authentic, sustainable tourism, which is a much uh, broader path than most people realize, as well as building a sense of global community. And just to expound on that latter point, you know, that is to say, we want to take you a little bit further. We're not just going to take you on the tourist path. We're going to ask you to engage a little bit further with the community, maybe even aspects of it that you hadn't thought of or that you didn't think of that we are going to introduce you to, to really get a feel for the culture, the people, the communities, and come mm -hmm. out feeling like, all right, I really experienced that destination. And now I have a sense of not only that country, but of the people and the culture. Um, I recently kind of began to re almost reframe this, it's the same thing, mm -hmm. uh, but to explain it of, this component of the company, this building a sense of global community. What if we travel to see people and not things? Mm -hmm. You know, our whole paradigm of travel would shift. And that's a little bit of what we're trying to do with building a sense of global community. That's, that's a nice way of framing it. I, I, uh, I think that I had a trip with my family where we had probably almost kind of like a, a, a a realization that the world, the, the solution that you're delivering is what's truly needed and wanted. And, you know, I we, hope so. we, we went to, uh, we went to Puerto Rico as a family. Um, it, I'd say relatively close to the, that, that hurricane that hit uh, Puerto Rico a couple Maria, of years back. I believe, yeah. yeah. And we were staying at a very nice hotel. And after the first day of walking around, we basically came back to our room and we said, we can't just be here at a luxury hotel. Uh, we've got to figure out how we can understand what happened and how we can help. And, um, you know, after where was, making where was about, the ball dropped, I mean, that's, you know, yeah. that's part of the U S why did those people go through so much? I mean, and you, you know, so we see what happens in other countries as well. But that was part of the U.S. So, I mean, and kudos but, to you and your family for recognizing that. Yeah, but I think that, you know, we were it, it began it ended up being an amazing trip, but not uh, not like a getaway in the sun. It was uh, we ended up kind of working in a, a food kitchen and a right, delivering of groceries. And, and we ended up meeting people like what you just outlined and um my kids tell me that it's the greatest holiday they ever had. So, so there you go. <laughs> and that's, that's exactly it. I mean, and I'm so pleased to hear that because that really is the kind of thing that we are trying to accomplish. Maybe not to, you know, the full extent of it. I think you kind of stumbled on that and it ended yeah. up working out great. But when we introduce our guests to these components, I'd give you a couple of examples, but when we introduce them, this might be the first time that they're doing these type of experiences. We call them evolved experiences, a little bit of branding there, but mm -hmm. we call them evolved experiences. That is literally the first thing they come back and tell me about, not the luxury hotel that they stayed at, you know, or the service or something else, 
or you know some little surprise along the way. It is those. So for a couple of quick examples, um, in Vietnam, we work with an organization called the Life Start Foundation. So mm-hmm. one of our guests, you know, a couple or whomever might go on a two-week luxury trip to Vietnam, and we're going to ask them to take better part of one day and work, uh, go to the, spend the day with the Life Start Foundation. And what that organization does is take impoverished or at-risk youth from the surrounding communities and brings them to Hoi An and teaches them skills to maintain a sustainable living um, and therefore able to help support their families in a meaningful way. Mm -hmm. Um, And our guests get to meet them, hear their stories, likely have a meal with them. And then they spend some time making a Vietnamese lantern with them, which is one of the skills that they learn. And then they get to take that lantern home as a souvenir that they made with these wonderful young people. And I guarantee you, those are the first things that I hear about. And I can, you know, you can see I'm smiling about it because that is community engagement. Whereas then in something like in uh, Tanzania, we work with the Kopi Lion Foundation, which is an NGO that uh, works to promote coexistence between the lion population, believe it or not, and the local tribes, because mm-hmm. the local tribes out of you know necessity at times kills the lions because they're attacking their herds or sometimes right. people, unfortunately, or in some cases, the lions are killed as a show of virility from the young men. Mm-hmm. So the Kopi lion works to promote them and actually hires the villagers to say, you know, to be lookouts and to warn their fellow tribesmen, okay, there's a lion in the area, watch your herd. And oddly or ironically, these uh, tribes people become respected members of their tribe because they're helping to preserve the herds and the tribes. So the people go and spend a day with them in the Tanzania um, and the Nagorogano crater and the Tanzania area. And it's just, um, again, it's just a fantastic experience because they get to understand what a what a truly evolved experience i i and it's the destination driven i mean i've given you two examples so it it just goes to show you that it's you know destination driven and we look to source what we think is something truly meaningful in that area because you know we can go to you know a school or do this or that which is another thing just don't ever work with tour operators that engage you with children. No. Mm. Um, so, um, but we look to do something that is meaningful for the destination. Do people come to you and say, I'm looking to do X, Y, or Z, or do you have kind of like a set group of evolved experiences that, that you guys deliver? Um, we have the itinerary. So if you went to our website, you'd see itineraries. Right. Um, you could come and say, hey, you know, um, as you know, uh, right now I'm in the United Arab Emirates and there's an itinerary there. You guys say, hey, I really like that itinerary. Um, I'd like to do it. Great. No problem. Nine times out of 10, that's sort of a base, a starter. And we customize each trip for the guests because we don't work with groups. We work mm-hmm. with individuals, families, small groups of, say, maximum 10 to 12 couples or solo travelers. So every trip is customized to the particular client. And that's the way we prefer to work because um, I don't want to deliver an off the shelf experience. You know, as long as I've been in this business, 
I know how much a trip means to people. Yeah. I know how much money they put into it. Um, and I want them to have that experience. I don't, I want to meet or exceed their expectations. And the only way I can do that is to focus, my team and I, is to focus on each trip as an individual piece. I, I, I think that you're on to the, the shoots of a new, uh, new way of thinking about travel. I really love it. But I'm going to kind of step back a little bit and broaden this out because I think I would be remiss, jo Justin, to not talk about travel in general in this post-pandemic era for a second, uh, especially with a, an individual such as yourself who has worked for amazing cruise lines, Abercrombie and Kent, like all of these incredible travel I have worked companies. in great companies, yes. Yeah. And Abercrombie and Kent, one of them for sure, yes. Yeah, and I'm looking at the, your, your amazing background and how do you, how are you looking at this post-pandemic era of travel? Are, are, um, are well, you excited? Are you worried? <laughs> um, both. I mean, you know, you know, two years ago, you could, I could say, bing, bang, boom, this is what's going to happen. You know, it just goes with experience like you have with any industry. And I've been in the business 35 years. So, you know, you just know your business. Um, now, you know, there's kind of, you have to have the Oracle of Delphi. Um, it's a little bit up for grabs, I have to admit. Um, you know, I've been promoting travel for the, say, now for the next six months to my clients. I do believe that there are a lot of destinations that are safe, uh, particularly if you're vaccinated. Um, I think you approach that with caution. That is not throwing caution out the with the wind. Um, and you do things safely. You maintain the same safeguards that you would at home. I know here in the UAE, we do have to wear the mask constantly when we're out in public. At, and it's mm -hmm. They're very um, regimented about it. I think a number of destinations are going to keep those type of, um, I don't want to say restrictions, but requirements in place. So uh, you just have to approach that it is a new time. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think those kind of things are going to go away right away. Um, but um, I do think that there are places that would be productive to travel right now. Let Just one example, say Egypt. To go to Egypt, you don't want to go for the next three or four months, but maybe in the fall when it's a little cooler, um, you know, there aren't going to be the crowds there that were there pre-pandemic or that are likely going to be there next year. And that presents mm. an amazing opportunity in and of itself. So what I'm promoting with my clients right now is see it without the crowds to very welcoming communities who need that tourism dollar back. Um, but where we go from here, that's really where I get concerned. Um, I think that the travel arc, as it were, is going to be more of uh, a very steep incline build um, into 2022. Um, right. Where I think things get thrown out is in 2022, um, as companies, businesses related to tourism, restaurants, hotels, everything, then you can step on down through all the uh, ancillary layers. Um, people need to make money back. I mean, right. everybody suffered. There's no getting around that. Everybody suffered during the pandemic. I know that firsthand. Right. I had one client in 2020, one. 
but you know, we still, I would like to hope that we can still try to come back in a sustainable and responsible way that's going to remain to be seen. Um, right. You know, what's going to take precedent? Um, the financial requirements, which again is understood. Uh, can, can we, um, can they be mutually exclusive? Can we come right. back responsibly and regain the financial aspect or the financial footing that we lost? I hope yeah. we can, but yeah, it does I, consume. I think it's a, it's a, it'll be interesting to see how we, how we as human beings behave. <laughs> but I, I, generally speaking, I would say the trends uh, of behavior, if I look at millennials, Generation Y, they seem to be so much more open to what the evolved traveler is asking and wanting. They want to be part of community. They want humanity, right? I, I think there's, yes. it's, uh, it's, it's, it, I see it in other aspects of life and business. Um, you know, our, our discussions as a, as a company internally are always about, well, what can we be giving back? What can we be doing for the community? Like uh, there's, there's, there's a sense of, of social, uh, social responsibility that's so much more part of business and life than ever before. I, I agree. Um, and it's so easy to do. I mean, and I, the fact that that wave is just sort of building kind of befuddles me. Um, there's a word you don't hear often. Um, but um, you know, uh, I'm, I probably, you know, just at that border of uh, uh, baby boomer Gen X, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, so I agree with you wholeheartedly about the uh, millennials and Gen Y um, being more interested in um, sustainability and corporate responsibility yeah. and looking at companies um, or doing business with companies that are. But my take on it is, you know, it really is so easy. What difference does it, why do we have to break it down generationally? Why aren't there yeah. more companies of my generation doing this? Yeah. Of, I was having a discussion before I left with a very good friend of mine who runs a um, carbon offset organization. And he's very regimented about it being authentic. And we were discussing a very large tour company, which I will not name, who said, you know, by 2025, we're going to be carbon neutral. And he and mm. I were saying, you know, but you can do that right now. Why is this news? Why are you announcing this like you cured a disease? You can do this now. And, you know, so there's that whole element of sort of hmm, marketing it um, yeah. rather than just doing it for the sake of being, um, you know, conscious capitalist. Yeah, no, that, that, that is true. It's always interesting to see, uh, to read the fine print sometimes of those uh, press releases <laughs> where, yeah, where you, see, I mean, you see the commitment is to, <laughs> to finally be carbon neutral by 2035. <laughs> right. Like, oh, that's know, a long time from now. <laughs> right, sure, exactly, yeah. I'm sure I'm we'll like, have a planet by then if, if, you, if you can't hurry up. I hear yes. you. Well. Well, let me let me change gears a little bit, and it it, it sounds to me like uh, you you started to answer it already. But 
during a pandemic, running a travel company must be a real challenge. And I, I was curious, you know, how, how did you survive? How did you stay sane uh, during 2020? And, and how did you evolve yourself as a business? Um, great question. Um, I think it was a year that I had to um, dig deep personally, not think I know. Um, and that was because of some personal circumstances as well. Um, you know, the business just, as we know, for travel and many other businesses, there's no getting around it. You know, about March 15th of 2020 literally just fell off a cliff. You know, our right. whole lives changed right around that date. Right. Um, unfortunately for me, um, I had lost my father about 60 days before that. I'm so sorry. Um, and I had, you know, my mother along with uh, my sisters, but my um, my mother was 80. My parents had been married uh, for 60 plus years. And now we were thrust into this pandemic that was, you know, turning our whole world upside down. Um, and I didn't have a business. Um, and, you know, it just, um, I think, in a way, the fact that um, I mean, this is very personal to answer your question, but it's the honest answer. Mm -hmm. I think that in a way, because I had to deal with my grief for my father actually kind of helped me deal with the pandemic. Um, and one of the things we looked at doing as a business, though, was to start a magazine and it's called Evoke and you can find it on our website where we do it is quite honestly, you know, I'm not going to be one of those that says, look, we'll do it in 2025. It is partly content marketing, but there are authentic articles and interviews in there about mm -hmm. sustainable tourism and with um, people who are in that space like Kate Williams, the president of 1% for the Planet, which is a fantastic organization. Right. And if people aren't familiar with it, it's where uh, for-profits or not-for-profits, primarily for-profit companies, um, agree to give a minimum of 1% of their gross revenue to environmental causes. Right. And the people that you meet within that community are just fantastic. Right. So it was, wait a minute, I don't have travel, but I still want to do something. I still want to hopefully inspire people, um, both about when we can travel and to give them information about sustainable tourism. I, I think it's a very sensible uh, evolution. I, I can only speak from personal experience, but in 2020, one of the ways that I stayed sane was to watch travel videos. <laughs> so I watched a lot of travel-related <laughs> content and uh, sitting there with my wife and kids saying like, okay, let's make a list because uh, these are things that we might want to do, you know, have to, have to do before, before the end, you know? Yeah, so. I mean, it's... Um... And I think that, you know, a lot of people have done that. Um, and, you know, I was, um, I, I, you know, a little while ago, I was down by the pool um, during a little leisure time. I won't, won't lie to you, but one of my favorite songs came on while I was listening to the music and it's One Republic's I Have Lived. And it's, yeah. you know, I'm going to say I, you know, I did it all. And yeah. I think that that's kind of the, the approach that, I hope a lot of people ad adopt uh, post-pandemic. You know, we're not quite out of it yet, but I really hope, and that's my philosophy. It's like, you know, being in the travel industry, man, I felt caged. 
Um, so I had to do something and this is my first trip. So I'm, you know, really jazzed about it, but um, I, you know, I, I get where you're coming from and I hope a lot of people made list about let's do it. And my, my advice is get out there and do it. Cause you just don't know what, you know, is it going to be, are we going to face another pandemic in two years? You know, we just, we saw how quick this got thrust upon us. Right. And if that isn't an indication of, we don't know how quickly life can get turned upside down than what is. I hear you. I hear you. Well, I mean, we've already talked a little bit about the future, but I'd just be curious how you see, it sounds like you think 2022 is going to be the big year where a lot of stuff comes back. And that I will think, really be almost like the bellwether, it sounds like, correct? Um, I think like a lot of cases when you have um, a, a significant event, the pendulum will swing completely in the other direction. So it will take um, a little while, maybe a couple of years for things to even out again. I think you're gonna have uh, very significant uh, numbers of tourism next year. I think mm. you're, gonna have, you're gonna be hearing that word over tourism quite a bit again next mm. year. I think you're gonna see those concerns raised again um, and I get it, but as I say, I think with any significant event, we typically see the pendulum swing far to the other side. And I think it will take a couple of years to kind of come back to center where we can sort of, it settles and we get our legs back under us and can start making some positive strides again. That's, that, that's what I think will happen. Well, I hope we avoid the, the problems and challenges of things like over-tourism and, and we embrace the ideas that, that you're promoting, Justin. We've been talking to Justin Smith. He is the founder and president of The Evolved Traveler, an international travel brand that promotes an increased sense of global community and humanity. Justin, if, if people wanted to find out uh, what you guys are working on and maybe even book a book a trip uh with you guys um where should they go uh first of all our website thank you very much for that appreciate it uh first of all our website www.evolvetravelerallogether.com or they can call us at uh, 323-505-4415 and we will be happy to talk to you and again you know tell us where you want to go and we will create that trip specifically for you Great. Well, Justin, thank you so much for being on, on Uncaged. Uncaged is a program that provides a voice to amazing executives from around the globe who are shaping the world of business today and mapping the path to the commerce of tomorrow. We've been talking about an industry that took a huge hit last year and how it will resurge and hopefully uh, based on the conversation with Justin today, reinvent itself to be a, a lot more community focused and, and a, a, a lot more focused on things like global responsibility and humanity. Justin, thank you so much for joining us on Uncaged today. Thank you, Ben. I really enjoyed the discussion. I appreciate it. Thank you. Cheers. Bye.